Good morning, and welcome to the Joy in the Morning. This is Aaron Harris, pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street. We hope this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, God's Perfect Gift. Thank you. 
Did you ever wonder about the often maligned innkeeper made famous by denying Mary and Joseph lodging? What does the Bible have to say about him? In a word, nothing. In Luke chapter 2, verse 7, we read, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. There is no mention of an innkeeper, although we probably safely assume there was one because there was an inn. When the story of Jesus' birth is told, most people make the innkeeper as an angry man, saying, get out of here. I have no room. Get out. But is that really how it was that night? If the innkeeper only knew what would happen in just a few hours, maybe he would have tried to make himself a more forceful personality so that we'd have a small mention in the Bible. Maybe he would tell his story like this. The word spread like a wildfire. Caesar Augustus taxed everyone. Everyone had to return to their city of birth. Good news for an innkeeper like me. I immediately began preparing for the increased demand for lodging by lying in supplies. I was glad that I was born in Bethlehem so I didn't have to take time out to travel myself. It didn't take long for the village to start filling up. My inn started filling up also. One late afternoon, just like the others, I was filled to capacity. I had people bedding down everywhere. There simply was no extra space anywhere in my inn. I felt bad about turning people away, for I knew it was unlikely they would find any other housing nearby. Their best bet would be find a soft rock and sleep under the stars. Just as I was settling in myself, I heard a knock at the door. Gingerly stepping around, sleeping bodies on the floor, I opened the door a crack. Please, said the young man, we would like a room. Sorry, I said quietly. I don't have any rooms left. As the young man turned to walk away, I noticed his wife was very heavy with child, almost ready to deliver. In fact, I felt sorry for her. Look, I called. There's a barn in the back where I let my guests keep their animals. It's not much, but the straw will keep you warm till morning. I'll let you have it half price. They seem like a nice couple, but heavens, what a commotion they caused out there. I heard the baby was born that very night. They must have had relatives in the countryside because all these shepherds came to see the baby and then they went away singing, telling anyone who would listen about this wonderful baby. I saw the baby himself, but honestly, I didn't see what all the hype was about. I wonder whatever happened to that little boy. Listen now as Stephanie McClellan sings for us this beautiful song entitled, The Best Gift Is Me. The best gift I can give is me. In my life I want you to be. All in all for eternity. Merry Christmas, Jesus. Lord, I give you my best today. Help me help with you every day. 
Make me know you're the only way. Merry Christmas, Jesus. I give you my heart. Merry Christmas, Jesus. I give you my heart. Where can I buy a gift? That's worthy of your love for me. Nothing seems good enough. No gift compares with Calvary. But still I want to give you, Lord, a gift to show you I adore. A gift to show my love for you. Here's my gift to you this Christmas I can't give is me. In my life, I want you to be all in all for eternity. Merry Christmas, Jesus. Lord, I give you my best today. Help me walk with you every day. Make me know you're the only way. Merry Christmas, Jesus. I give you my heart. Merry Christmas, Jesus. I give you my heart. I lift my hands and worship, Lord. I offer you my life. I offer you my sacrifice Christmas, Jesus. Lord, I give you my best today. Help me walk with you every day. Make me know you're the only way. Merry Christmas, Jesus. I give you my heart. Merry Christmas, Jesus. I give you my heart. You are listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown and Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. 
If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now to this beautiful piano and organ duet of Emmanuel. Music is always associated with the Christmas season, from the happy little jingles like Jingle Bell to the satirical song like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Then there are the traditional Christmas carols that everyone enjoys. But there's one piece of music associated with Christmas that is considered by many to be the greatest music ever written. I am speaking of the Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's Messiah. Most of you heard it or will be hearing it before this Christmas season is over. It is such a perfect expression of God's love and condescension in His plan of redemption that it's universal in scope. Kings are awed by it. Children react to its beauty. The ordinary man understands it, and no doubt more people are familiar with its music than any other classical composition in the world today. Its creator 
George Frederick Handel was a musician. He was not wealthy, he was not famous, he was not perfect. His music did not sell. He was often in want. He was subject to deep depressive moods. But he was a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Over 200 years ago, George Handel went to his room and devoted himself to the story of the coming Messiah as recorded in Scripture. He slept little, ate little, and studied constantly. He stayed home alone with his Savior in the Bible for nearly a month. It was three weeks and three days to be exact when he came from his room. He was a different man. His faith was strengthened. He had found peace and serenity. He brought with him his masterpiece, the Messiah. It was a result of time spent in the study of God's Word, and he was never the same man that he had been before those memorable and blessed days. For all of us, two centuries later, Christmas is such a busy, frantic time. The house to decorate, food to be prepared, for coming guests, presents to buy and wrap, cards to address, extra church services, and rehearsal for programs. What time do we have to spend with God? When you and your family again hear the beautiful hallelujah chorus from the Messiah, remember it was born of time alone with God. What differences might come to your family in this new year as each of you would spend more time alone with Him? Begin today by giving the Lord the entire day and giving Him the honor that should be His. Listen to the medley of this song as Larry Grable, Cheryl Howman, and John and Penny Harris sing for us, and there were shepherds.
Time now for a Bible study portion of our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is, What if there really was no Christmas? 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. There's a growing sediment, a blowing wind, to make sure the name Christmas is not used this time of the year, as they just don't want to offend anyone. At stores throughout our area, through our country, the clerks have been instructed to greet you with the words, Happy Holidays, but not Merry Christmas. I began to think what it might be like for the future generations in relationship to the celebration of Christmas. What will it be like for my four grandchildren? Will the words such as holiday season or holiday tree be permanently used? Or is it possible the actual Christmas holiday could be totally removed from the calendar so not to offend anyone? I began to think, what if really there was no Christmas? What if, humanly speaking, sometime in the future there was no Christmas celebration? Christmas was completely and totally removed as to offend no one. The government concluded that Christmas is just too religious. Too many individuals were being offended by Christmas, even offended by happy holidays, because no one could disassociate from Christmas. They could not disassociate from the, quote-unquote, the religious idea of Christmas, such as the manger, the star, the birth of Christ. So Christmas, as we know it in 2022, was totally removed from our calendar. No more Christmas, not even happy holidays, nothing at all. December 25th just became another day in our calendar. And not only here in the United States of America, but throughout the whole world, the Christmas celebration of the birth of Christ was eliminated, and this date just became another date on the calendar. What if there was no Christmas? There would be no Christmas carols. There would be no Christmas hymns. There would be no Christmas music, no Christmas trees, no Christmas lights, no Christmas cards, no Christmas carols. No giving gifts to those you love. No receiving gifts from your loved ones. If you remove all these things, the world would still survive. I'm sure most of the retailers and others who are heavily invested, invested in a commercialized Christmas would be upset because of a loss of revenue. Many children would be disappointed not receiving any Christmas gifts. However, the reason the world would survive is because those things do not reflect or teach the true meaning of Christmas. But what if? What if there was really no Christmas? What if the Lord Jesus Christ was really not born? What if the precious truth of Luke chapter 2... Read Luke chapter 2, verse 11, Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 7, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, concerning the reason for the birth of Christ did not occur. 
Philippians 2, 6 and 7, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant was made in the likeness of men. If the Lord Jesus Christ was not born, you would not have the shed blood of Christ. You would not have his death on the cross. You would not have his burial. You would not have his resurrection. The spiritual problem? We would still be in our sin. We would have no answer for sin. There would be no gospel. There would be no salvation. There would be no eternal life. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8, Being found in fashion of man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Praise God, the Lord Jesus Christ willingly came down to become a man, and that not through his birth, not through his life, not through his teachings, but through the cross of Calvary, we could be saved. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. The true Christmas message is about God's love for us, about God's love for the whole world. Truly, the Lord Jesus Christ was born to die. Truly, as you see in the nativity scene, there's something missing. There should be a cross above the manger. Because our salvation, as we said, is not based upon the birth of Christ. It's not based upon his teaching. It's not based upon his miracles. It's not based only. It is based upon his shed blood. It's based upon his death, his burial, and resurrection. So here at the Altoona Bible Church, we continue to preach the true meaning of Christmas. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. Here at the Altoona Bible Church, we're very happy and proud to say to you that we wish you a Merry Christmas, that we wish you a Christ-centered Christmas, because that is the true meaning. So really, if there was no Christmas, if somehow government took all these things away, we realize that we would still survive. But if you take away what the true meaning of Christmas is, and that the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world, and that through his death, burial, and resurrection, we can have salvation. Because if you only had his birth, and no death, burial, and resurrection, no shed blood, there is no salvation. If we had his birth and his teachings, but you still did not have his shed blood, his death, burial, and resurrection, there is no salvation. The gospel message is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 4. No wonder why we read over in the book, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. His unspeakable gift is the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never trusted him, you've never trusted him, you believe that salvation is by good works, by water baptism, by being the best person you can be, or maybe you just don't believe there's eternal life. You need to trust him right now. Believe and understand that he died on the cross for your sins, that through his death, his burial and resurrection, you can have eternal life. Won't you believe and trust him right now before it is eternally too late in your life? You have been listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust you have received a spiritual blessing from this broadcast. 
It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Aaron Harris wishing you God's best for now and for eternity.